Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to open up the phone lines, and my question is this. We're already, and I and I hate to be that guy, but it turned out to be a pretty significant trade deadline for the Edmonton Oilers. And actually, if you look at the amount of work that's been done over the last couple of years, Edmonton's added some good players. Zach Hyman, Evander Kane, um, and it goes without saying, Matthias Ekholm. And we'll see what happens this upcoming season uh, with Jack Campbell. So the question I'm going to pose to you, Back in uh, 2017, Brendan, the Edmonton Oilers made it two rounds of the playoffs, lost in seven games to the Anaheim Ducks, and Pete Shirelli made some significant changes to the lineup. He traded Jordan Eberle for a guy by the name of Ryan Strom. Uh, the Oilers also had some cap issues, right? They needed to get dry settled, signed to an extension. It was criticized at the time when he got eight times eight and a half. They bought out Mark and, uh, Mark Antoine Pouliot, Benoit Pouliot, but they changed some things around for their team. Didn't bring back a guy like Matt Henricks. Now, part of the issue for Edmonton is the severity of the injury that year to Andre Sekera. So, anyways, long story short, I want to find out from you what you think the Oilers should do. Should Do you think they should be a little quieter? or Because I do think there's going to be a fairly significant amount of movement around the league. And we are going to drop the puck with Rob on line number one. Rob, you're in Oilers now. How are you doing? Well, not bad. Bob, how are you doing? Good. What do you think they should do? Well, I'm talking from a Calgary Flames fan, and I, I took the Oilers and the Bruins to be in the final. Boy, was I wrong. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, I don't think they should do anything. I think they got a good team, and I think I I, I, I look out for McDavid and Drysaddle next year. They're going to be motivated. I think they're really pissed. That they got knocked out. <laughs> they got 11 of the 19 goals in the series against Vegas. I know. Like, I know. You know they, I gotta mean, build, they got it. Like, the thing is, they got to build more depth. Now, if if Cervelli's right and the cap goes up from 82.5 to 85.5, that's a big difference to 83.5. I got to ask you this. Since you're a Flames fan, what do you think of Conroy being promoted? Um, Give me six months. All right, fair enough. I, you know, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know about the Flames right now. I'm kind of. Uh, yeah, I, this I is going to be know. an interesting off season. Thanks for the call, Rob. Thanks a lot. Thank so, you, Rob. Bye. Saying he thinks the orders should uh, sort of keep it status quo. Let's go to Fred on line number two. Hello, Fred. You're in orders now. How you doing? 
Really good, Bob. Uh, you know what really hurts with these playoffs? The Oilers would have got by Vegas. I think they would have won that cup. That's uh, next. I think everybody's be... thinking the same way, my man. Like, I, and I, I respect Dallas, and I know Florida's had a good run, but I mean, you know what? I took Dallas to beat. I took Dallas to beat Vegas from the gold uh, because of the goaltending, and in the end. Uh, you know, Dallas had a. I mean, Jamie Ben did not help Dallas's cause. Um, isn't it interesting that they went two and zero with Ben out of the lineup and zero and four with him in the lineup? But at the end of the day, I think Edmonton could have beaten Dallas. <laughs> and so I I'm kind of so. like you. This this does this is. I, I, there, you know, I, I this is hard to watch. It, if you're an Oilers fan <laughs> and an Edmonton partisan, you're because we knew they were going to be like the moment. Like, and Florida's been an incredible story. That's not. We just had Rob on for from Calgary. You know this, Fred. You know Calgary finished ahead of Florida in the overall standings, right? Yep. I mean, they got well, Mark Stahl in their second pairing. The Oilers were going to get to that D. Next year won't be any easier because you're going to have a Colorado. Choke Colorado, choke Boston, choke New York Rangers. The list goes on and on. Yeah. This was a year. But I think they do a little move. Uh, what do you think of – there's rumors of Jonathan Tease coming here. What do you think is the third line for a year? Oh, I – Would you go for that or not? I would not hesitate on adding Jonathan Tease, no. If he wants to play, I don't – I mean, I'm not spending big money on him. But no. I, would not, I would not hesitate to add him, not for a second. But I think you go for the, you know, the big push at the trade deadline again. You do something minor, don't change things up too much. Probably have to change up the D just a little bit. I don't know what they're going to do there. But, uh, you know, from the red line to the other team's goal line, they're set. It's the other way around. Well, I, think they uh, need, I think they need more depth. I think they need yeah. to make a, a, a slight shift on how they defend. Uh, because they basically keep the two forwards up high, the two uh, wingers up high on the D, and then they kind of play three on three, but it's kind of man. And I think their D get caught chasing too high, and I think that they've got a. I know, <laughs> you know, there's. I used to talk about, and I know Fred, you've been listening to for a long time because you called me on the other station as well. You know, I believe in zone defense. Zone defense worked in the NBA so well they outlawed it. Right, that's why they outlawed it because it worked. <laughs> and I, and I I cannot handle seeing defensive zone structure where one of the two defensemen is not in front of the net. That exactly. absolutely drives me nuts. And when I watch Nurse and Cece in particular, they got caught chasing way too much, and it killed them in the series against Vegas. Do you think there's room for Nimalina next year? I think he's going to be hard-pressed to make the team, my man. Hmm. I do like him, though. He's big I and I think tough, he's going to be hard-pressed to make the team. You're probably right. But, uh, you know, we've got to leave it all up to Ken Holland. I'm sure he knows a lot more than I do. So that's All right. A good well, thing. thanks, Fred. Thanks for thanks for conceding that. Let's go to Stephen on line number three. Hello, Stephen. You're in Oilers now. Great to hear your voice. Uh, I really respect uh, your, your hockey knowledge. You're the only uh, one. <laughs> okay, so I've got two points here to raise, and one was quickly about the Oilers' performance in the playoffs. Uh, we talked about Jack Campbell and and uh, Stuart Skinner through the through the year, and uh, we know that uh, Mr. Skinner didn't play very strong uh, in the playoffs. But when uh, Jack Campbell was put in in, in those two uh, games in Los Angeles, yeah, whatever uh, edge and whatever focus he had that made him great in Toronto. 
anybody watching could see he, there was something snapped inside him. He rose to a level. He was uh, confident. He played really well. In my opinion, the error was not starting Jack Campbell in the last game against Las Vegas because everybody could see it. He had something going okay. there. So here's okay, here's one. here's the argument. He was he was good in re- so the argument the other end of it is he was good in relief. Could you risk starting him for the first time in the playoffs in Game Six? When when Skinner has responded after every poor start with a win, now that is the argument. Now here's the here's the reality. In fairness to you, Stephen, here's the reality: they lost, and when you lose, all bets are off and everything gets criticized. And that's why your perspective is a completely fair perspective to come from. It is. It would, is. would it be would it be fair to uh, uh, a fair comment to say uh, uh, that uh, you know it. We need the goaltender that can steal this game in in the playoffs, and I was just wondering if, if uh, Campbell was hurt during that time period. They didn't want to play him. Uh, no, possibly no. No, they uh, they ran they ran Skinner out for twelve consecutive starts. You know, I, uh, I think we're we're, we're not going to do it with Skinner next year either. In, in my opinion, I don't think There's, you. I don't think either guy can start twelve games in a row. No, I. I, I you're not you going to start twelve guys in a, unless a guy gets hurt. It, it would not surprise me. If they think outside the box and potentially end up starting them both. Some of those players like uh, Aiden Hill and uh, the Florida goaltender, although he didn't have a great game in the last couple of games, but uh, they bring something else. The something else comes alive at playoff time. It's it's something that distinguishes them from other goaltenders. And you don't know who that goaltender is going to be until that time comes. And I think that's that's just uh, hockey, uh, uh, the way hockey is. But thank you for your comment on that. But I, I want to raise another issue here that uh, and get uh, I need to ask an ed- and get an educated uh, question with it. Who gets the money from the advertising on the ice and on the boards? Players split Ooh. it. The players and the owners split it. It's called that's considered hockey-related revenue, and they split it fifty-fifty. Okay, so thirty-five uh, percent of uh, income in hockey is generated by uh, television royalties. And my beef is going. I called uh, in uh, uh, another uh, talk show not too long ago. It's getting to the point where if, if, I, if I could start a GoFundMe to take a year off to create a legal argument and take the NHL and the Players Association on gambling. No, not on gambling. On uh, they've ruined the game for us to watch. We're watching good, clear, clean hockey, fifty feet, forty feet in front of the goaltender, and the rest of the ice is covered with crap. Now, they, two years ago, they put the advertising in the corners very subtly. It appeared one year, and then uh, in the last year, we got part, uh, advertisements on the. Uh, in the slot area, uh, okay. Across, All right. So you don't like those lost. superimposed, whatever they call it. Well, when you get to a point where there's a Los Angeles player uh, coming uh, uh, across from one side behind the net to the other side of it, and you've got an oiler skating into it, and you realize it's a big black hole or a, uh, some sort of hockey puck that's projected on the uh, on the boards, you momentarily lose uh, so, uh, the game. So, Steve, here's where I draw the line. I draw. I do not want to see the NHL end up with jerseys that look like European hockey jerseys, where they have four different. You can have, you can have one. You can have one. One adver, One advertiser on. That's it. 
but that's why it's done is you have to look for additional revenue sources i hear you i actually i i i I think that the players have to have a have this you know we've been when we signed our our cable contracts and our sports nets and our to uh bring advertising uh we're we're you know the year before they started the advertising i agreed to pay for that price and that and that that viewing and that game without this on there i didn't agree to have my games um uh and with the service that i'm buying uh, uh i didn't agree to have that product presented to me in that fashion well now, you you haven't steve can i be brutally honest with you you have an option yeah. shut it off yeah i know you but, have an option but it's not going it's not think, going away Bob, don't you think that the players and the NHL have taken the viewership of the television viewer uh, uh, to a point of dis- disrespect for granted? And they've, and not only that, but the logos on the ice. Look at Los Angeles, the center logo, it, how huge it is. It's black in contrast. You're trying to find the puck between the skates, the the, uh, the ends of the sticks, and the puck travel. Where the heck can you find spot to watch clean hockey on the ice anymore? Yeah, I think it's, it's just a byproduct of how the world works today. Hey, Steve, I got other calls. Thanks for the call, though. Thanks for listening. Okay? Yeah, thank you, Bob. You bet. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Big Bad Joe on line number four. Hello, Big Bad Joe. How you doing? Hey, Bob. How are you doing? Hey, I agree with you. You know, if I like the way the hockey is played now. And, you know, if you don't like what's on the ice, then you have a, you have a choice, you know. You just cancel it. But uh, what I want to come to is, though... Uh, like, you know what? I'll give you... Hey, Big Bad Joe. Yeah. I don't watch the, uh, the French Soccer League. You know why? Because there's one really good teams and a bunch of other teams that suck and there's no competitiveness. Now, some people might say, because I know you're Dutch, and uh, some people might say the German league's been like that because Bayern Munich dominate year after year. Uh, and that's what, and a lot of people think that's what makes the EPL great, right? Is that you've, you've got, you know, there's some, there's there's depth in that league right now. We all have different reasons why to watch. Uh, yeah. he, he's entitled to his opinion, and that's the reality yeah. of the situation. Yeah, but that's why we live in a free country, Bob. I also don't watch the WNBA, okay? Because I'm not interested in watching the WNBA, uh, and that is my prerogative not to watch that. Like, you know what? Yeah. And uh, they would have better ratings if more women watched. That, that's Bill Burr's line, right? He talks about, hey, don't blame me. I mean, women aren't watching the WNBA either. So, you know, it's it's your prerogative. No, you gotta you got to push to create the most competitive marketplace there is and they had to look for additional revenue streams and they capitalized on one and that listener doesn't like it and and that's his prerogative to not watch the games so i agree with 100 with you on that bob but to go back to the oilers uh i think you know the, i i send it to dave staples too is if when uh the top five is set you know i, I am really high on Connor brown i hope they can get him but we'll, that will solve that problem and bring holloway in as a third liner and let him ride on the third line and you know, and then you need to fix. They do. They have to do some fixes to the bottom six, though. To you know, we okay, need, that's we need fair. A, we need a forward line, but it's consistent. Might need a little bit more heaviness in the bottom six as well. Thanks for the call. I got yeah. lots of calls, Big Bad Joe. Yeah. Sean okay. has reached out. Uh, he says Bob Campbell in Game Six of Round Two would have been dumb. They needed to have a look at Campbell in Round One, Game Four. That's where they are. Well. Was game four is when Campbell came in. Uh, that's where the error was made. Game six of round two was too late and when it come across as just as desperate. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. And we're going to go to Mason on line number five. Hello, Mason. How are you? Hi, Bob. How are you doing? Good. What do you think? Um, I've heard 
uh, speculation that Hellebuck might be getting dealt from Winnipeg there. Yep. Do you think there is any way that the Oilers might be able to take a run at him, well, especially maybe in a three-way deal where a team with a bit of cap eats Campbell's contract? Well, it's, so you're talking multiple picks. It's a, look, it's a great idea. The guy's a wonderful goaltender, and if you had Hellebuck and Skinner, you'd be laughing in, in goal. He's got Now he's only got a year left in the deal. You'd have to One year left, yeah. What do you think he's worth in the open market next summer? With, oh, an, with, I, an, with an escalating cap, seven and a half. He's eight? still young too. He's he's not even thirty yet. The only right? thing with him is he's played a lot because they haven't yeah. given him enough. He's a. I, I would think that it would cost three number ones for Edmonton, and then you'd have to get him signed. Okay. And, so, uh, two, yeah. So. Two, so two number ones to Winnipeg, and then a number one with Campbell to the team that you would move Campbell to. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, you'd be wanting to trade and sign right away. You yeah, know, yeah. That's, uh, and then you're wondering, like, you, you wonder too how that plays with Skinner's development. Does he become expendable now? Or well, yeah. that's that's. I mean, I think I think Skinner. If Skinner Skinner is going to work. He's got to improve on his puck handling. We all know that. And according to Mike McKenna, he says he's got to work on his hands. He's got to work on his glove and on his blocker to improve mm-hmm. that. He's got a real good head placement. He tracks pretty well, and he just. You know what? He never started more than six consecutive games in the regular season. He ended up starting twelve in a row in the playoffs, and unfortunately, he had a you know he had, you know the Oilers outshot Vegas seventy-five to fifty-three in the final two games and lost. And it looks like Vegas is going to win the Stanley Cup well, when the series yeah, and, was tied two-two. Yeah, and that, that's a horse that's obviously been beaten to death on your show. Yes. Goaltending in playoffs. I, are we know, allowed to? Just, by the way, are we allowed to use that terminology anymore? I th- we all know what we mean in Western Canada when you use terms like that. But I actually, I had horses and we never once uh, beat them to death. So uh, well, we, uh, were, we were know. acreage owners, not a hor- uh, not uh, farmers. So and, and don't get me wrong, I know there's a lot of farmers out there that love their yeah. horses as well. I know what you're saying. I'm just having fun with you. You never know in 2023, right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there is offended somehow, some way. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Bob. Thanks. Yeah, yeah 123. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, back. Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, a lot of games weren't televised years ago, so I'll take the crap that they uh, put across the boards these days. Uh, but not everybody agrees to that. Keith says, I agree with the guy who says he dislikes the advertising. It's borderline ridiculous. Such an incredible distraction. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Sailor from the Hammer says, a Flyers writer, uh, Jamie Basco, said, watch out for Edmonton on Carter Hart trade front. Look, I like Carter Hart. I I mean, they, they already took Peterson in one deal. So, I mean... I, I, and again, I like Carter Hart. I think that there's a lot to work with there. Uh, I, I don't. I, to me, that'd be a long shot. Let's get uh, one final caller in in this segment, and we're going to go to Chris on line number one. Hi, Chris. How are you? Uh, doing well, Bob. How are you? Good. What do you got? Uh, well, you know, I'm kind of looking, and you know, everyone's debating whether you take the big. You wait and do the big splash at the deadline, or you wait do something now. I, I think I'm more on the camp of, like, you wait till the deadline to do something because I look at, like, the free agency list It's this not year. great, is it? No, that's the thing. And, like, you know, I know everybody's kind of clamoring for, like, you know, you need an update, re- upgrade on wing from Yamo and right D on CC. But, you know what, if, there, if there's nothing 
out there that's going to be able to at least match or be better. I'm I don't think I'd make the deals yet and any deals yet until you kind of find the right time for it. And because I mean, I I don't know who was on. Wasn't it Frank Cervalli on his last uh, top free board? Like his top UFA was Michael Bunting. Like no, I'm it was Damon Severson. Five million. It was Damon Severson was number one ranked at six point one million. So the question I have for you is. Let's just say it's six million on Damon Severson. Is he two point seven five million dollars better a year on a massive term? You would have to think he's going to get five or six years on a ma- better than CC. I mean, a year ago CC was pretty good, and I mean New Jersey's got good good defensemen coming. They're in a unique spot. New Jersey's got a well built organization for the future, but I don't know if he's basically double better than Cody Ceci. I think you might have to, what do you get for 3.25? And then how do you how do you get a guy like that to fit in? So that's kind of what you're saying. The thing about Connor Brown is he can do a base plus a bonus that could work to Edmonton's favor. That's why I keep mentioning Connor Brown. Yeah, no, it's, I, I agree. Because, I mean, Stevenson, I don't see as, like, he's a good player, but I don't see him as that difference maker like yeah. Matthias Ekholm was. So I part of why I would hold on uh, before I make a deal. And also, too, when you saw how beat up CC was this year, and he was nowhere near effective as he was in you have to his first that year in. here. You have to factor I, in. I, would, I, I give him the time. I start the season with a guy like CC and see how he plays out, especially through the first half. And if he can get back to where he was the first half, or sorry, his first year, I say you keep him. If not, then you look at doing it. And you know what? It's the same thing in the goalie conversation because everyone's talking about you want to trade Campbell, but you have to give up the assets to do it. No, not in the first year. I I think if if you – because look at what Markstrom, he's been in back-to-back years, one year good, one year bad. And then I wouldn't be surprised if he has another good year this season coming up. But I think it's more if you look at – if Campbell has the same season – that he did this past year, then we might be having to have that conversation afterwards. There's entirely too much reason and logic in your call. Thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks, Bob. You've at 129 in Edmonton. Uncle Milt from Brent Ridge Ford will tell you, advertising on Oilers now works. Brent Ridge Ford has officially delivered the last of their 2022 new trucks. They're still in need of quality used vehicles, and they're prepared to pay top dollar for trade-ins on or uh, top dollar for trade-ins or outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason Brent Ridge Ford is a 12-time Presence Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want to be treated fairly with every aspect of a vehicle purchase and ownership, call a gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. When we come back, something completely different. We'll talk about the WHL and the challenges that they've had at the Memorial Cup and where the Edmonton Oil Kings are cycling as well. Kurt Hill coming up next on Oilers Now.